What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. We are... This is our second post-Sopranos non-new series episode. This is our Halloween spooktacular, Travis. You're dang right, Trey. Spooky, spooky season. It is spooky season. It is currently October 3rd, um, mm-hmm. and we wanted to bring you guys something spooky. We got a little spooky spooky TV for you. We are talking about, and this is uh, something Travis brought to me. So this is the first time we're watching something that I've never seen before, but Travis That's has. right. Um most of the stuff we've done, we've either both seen it, or with Avatar, I had seen it and Travis hadn't. Now we flipped it. Uh, this is a show where we're talking about American Horror Story, which is a um, uh, what, what do you call it? A it's so uh, not serialized. It's a mini series series. E- e- mini series. Yeah, each series season is it, it's an anthology series. How about that? Anthology. Yeah. So okay. each season is go. its own uh, what sort of it's its own thing in its uh, own little world. But as the seasons have drawn on, I believe that they've said that there's like connections to each seasons, but they're not they're not through line. It's 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 right. it's kind of Fargo. Uh, Yes. Uh, what's the true detective? That true sort detective. of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Same cast, I but different that. different characters. Yeah, they do like uh, Sarah Paulson. I know she's sort of a through line. Yeah, she all was these. like she her, was the, the probably the big explosion out of this, I guess, where she got mm-hmm. her big bump. And this is the season, so we chose to do season two, Asylum. Uh, that that was my favorite when I was watching the show, and I think th- this is kind of the season where she gets her big bump. This is her first big role i can't i don't think she was that big in season one i don't i didn't even remember her being in season one to be honest this show is by, uh from ryan murphy who's done things like popular which i remember that being advertised and nip tuck which my family watched well, my sisters watched that i remember that was being kind of creepy glee mm-hmm. no way <laughs> uh american horror story and yeah he's done a american bunch crime of, story very yeah, uh, I guess he's doing Ratchet. That makes sense. Uh, with yes, Sarah Paulson. Yes, Ratchet. Uh, the the one flew over the cuckoo's nest prequel that no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing that. Uh, so yeah, he's he's got an interesting body Ryan. work. Yeah, he does, and it's it's a it's very unique. Uh, I'm not really into it uh, as th- that much, but hey, he's got an audience and he's got a lot of people who like his stuff. So yeah, I cool. would definitely. So like this show, um, <clears throat> coming off of lost and Sopranos, uh, this is going to be a little different speed. So like, this is not going to be nearly as, if you've never watched it, uh, just prepare yourself. This is not going to be nearly as plot driven or, uh, it's just, it's, it's for fun. This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's plot. Dr- I, I think there's a through line going on right now. <clears throat> it's insane, yeah, th- but there's definitely a there's plot. There's a plot. It's just hidden underneath a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, it's... Yeah, what was I thinking? It, it's... There was some kind of game I was playing or something where I'm like, yeah, they kind of just threw everything at this. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is in Yeah, this. and I think that's sort of uh, their philosophy is, uh, yeah. and that was definitely the philosophy in the first season 
Like this season is a lot more based in a plot or based in a story, whereas the first season was extremely episodic in like there's characters you haven't necessarily met throughout the entire thing. It's very it's in its own bubble where it's, this is a little bit more spread out, but at the same time you're just you're getting blown up with exorcisms. You're getting blown up with with uh, ghosts and aliens, aliens. and all sorts. There's ghosts and, and I don't know what's going on all in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot. I, I guess asylum. I assumed this would be more one flew over the cuckoo's nest or twelve monkeys. And I guess they do have a lot of that in here, but I thought it would be more like hey. We're going to meet all these people in the asylum and they're all going to have back. Cause I heard, I think I heard about like a Nazi and, and maybe like something else. I don't know. Uh, but I, I assume it was gonna be like, it was gonna be more based around these people in this, in an insane asylum and you need to get some, well, flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, the, the main nun is definitely a nurse ratchet <laughs> of some kind, but, but way more story, mm -hmm. uh, background for her. Uh, way more you learn very quickly about her past and why she's the way she is and it makes a lot more sense uh so yeah it's 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 interesting because the the first scene actually the first scenes you see are this it looks like it was filmed in <laughs> 2002 it's like this almost kind of saw like slasher film where uh Adam Levine. Yeah, Maroon 5 and his, his wife yeah. want to bang in there. Yeah, yeah, they're banging and some, you know, generic serial killer guys chasing them. But he gets his arm ripped off in a in a, in a room and yeah, it's it's this serial killer guy. You don't know who it is. Uh, the third episode, it's kind of, you kind of get a, a little bait and switch where it's these imposters, but then the real one comes and it's it's weird, and that definitely takes place in present day. And then it goes back in time to the 1960s. Yeah, and I on like honestly uh, that part. And if it, I mean that goes throughout uh, most of the season, if not all the season, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of felt like most of that was pretty unnecessary, but but I also really? don't really like, remember okay. like the end point of it either. Like I don't really remember. Yeah. The, I'm sure that, that that's the thing with this show is I'm not sure that everything has a point. It might just be another piece yeah. of the story that they want to say something about. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. But it is very ancillary, and it's kind of like... It's almost just tropey to be tropey. Just putting it in there. Yeah, there's a bit... Before we kind of get into it, did uh, did you... How many of seasons of American Horror Story have okay, you watched? Okay, so I watched Murder House Season 1. Asylum season two. I think Coven is season three, which is witches. I've seen pieces of that. Four is Freak, Freak Show. Show. Five is Roanoke, right? No, five is Hotel. Five is Six Hotel. Is okay, so I made it up to Roanoke, and Roanoke was just hot, disgusting garbage. So I, I dipped out right there. What's Roanoke about? Um, then? So Kathy Bates is in it, and it's about this, like, Jeez, it's hard to even tell tell you. There's like a reality show being shot at this haunted house that is in oh. the middle of the Roanoke Forest. And then like a bunch of pioneers come back and there's some slave action happening. Hmm. Um, there's some race racist uh, storylines throughout. 
Um, Kathy Bates was like a slave owner that was a really bad slave owner. And uh, I can't remember exactly. It was not good. Uh, it was not scary. It was, it was, it was exactly the entire thing was exactly like a 2004 horror movie. The entire thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a bad one. <laughs> I've seen pieces of freak show. Not yeah. Yeah. Freak show, which was the carnival yeah. one, which honestly we could, we should do a, one off on the show Carnival, I'm which was on HBO. 100% it in. Might I love be... that show. Oh, you liked yeah. it? Okay, great, 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 I'd great. Love to. All right, that's in the future. I love I'd Carnival, love to. which is a uh, not as weird. So <laughs> oddly, oddly enough, not as weird as yeah, show. yeah, no joke. Uh, so <laughs> oddly Freak enough, show actually shares some cast with this season. Um, okay, and I think is that when they started doing that. Yeah, I think you can probably guess guess which cast members are uh, both in Asylum and in Freak Show. Oh, I can guarantee you so I can I guess think, because it's think, Sarah Paulson and it's uh, the guy from Heroes who played Spock. Uh, yeah, they're both in it. Uh, yeah. I was more talking about your back, background characters in Asylum. So some of oh, your okay. Asylum mates in here who are... I mean, I think Ryan Murphy's great, but he does have a heavy-handed manner when it comes to, like, social Very issues, much. which is kind of yeah. weird in my opinion. But anyway, uh, a lot of these characters in the background that you're going to... Uh, Shelly, the nymphomaniac being one of them. Um, she, she was, was good, good uh, in the third episode, I thought. In this first and second episode, it's just... It, it, it's almost like the, 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 the writing team asked for a nymphomaniac, and then as soon as they yeah. got it, they were like standing ovation for two episodes just writing the most ridiculous stuff they could uh mm -hmm. and then you have um some of the other folks that aren't necessarily like in real life not necessarily doing as well physically as all of us uh that i feel like are in there mostly for shock and awe and are you talking about the okay i have a question about um I think I know you're talking about. I'm right? going to say the word and we can decide after I say the word if you want to leave it in there or not. Are you speaking of the pinhead? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, they, she's they called do the call pinhead. her the pinhead. Is that a real that person? Is a real per uh, that is a real person, but she's not a real pinhead. <laughs> she's not. Oh, is that makeup? makeup. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Now okay. she's like. I didn't know. I think she may also have. I don't know a lot about her, but she doesn't look like. Okay. That, you know. What's her name? I don't know. She's, her name is Pepper in this and in Naomi. Okay, yeah, she uh, she does not. Oh, she's got she's the got teeth. the teeth. So she may have some, yeah. some bad genes, but she's not a she's not um, she's not that that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he has a, a a bit of a thing with like putting stuff in there for that. Well, I t you know what though. I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think thing. that's good, though, because I think it's better to have... I mean, when you do a movie, right? Like, you could have just really attractive mm -hmm. people and everyone's just hot. Or you could have interesting-looking mm -hmm. people. Like, that was the thing with... Uh, and maybe I'm bringing this up just because this movie is dripping with it. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's mm -hmm. Nest. It's that they had their ancillary cast members all looked very strange. Mm -hmm. and, and now you recognize them because it's Christopher Lloyd and it's Danny DeVito... But they all look very weird. They're all very unique looking. Yeah, you know? I guess I guess the term that I would use that is, I mean, it, it, he says it in the fourth season. Like, I mean, he uses quote freaks uh, in, in yeah. background. And like, I get it. I understand what we're doing here. Like, I'm watching the rest of the show, and it totally jives with the rest of the show. Like, 
it's there it's shock and awe and it's you know, it fits. It's 1964 in a mental in a very corrupt, disgusting mental institution. I mean, even Sarah Paulson is interesting. Very. She, she does, doesn't she's look not like your, like, your average, uh, yeah. your typical Hollywood beauty or whatever. We can right. have some conversations yeah. about and like Sarah James Paulson Cromwell is later. a very interesting looking person. Who? You know, James oh, Cromwell yeah. is a very interesting looking hawkish kind of person. Everything, everybody they picked. Like they really put together a really good cast for what this show is. Like if you were to tell me and. 2012 or whatever year this came out that they were going to be able to cobble together this talented of a of a uh, a cast with this type of tv mm-hmm. show i don't necessarily know that i would have believed you <laughs> yeah yeah it's so let's kind of i guess explore the space you know, talking about the cast yeah you know i there, yeah, you're you're introduced to this. Ins- what do you mean? It's an insane asylum, right? Sanitarium or something Sanitarium? like that. It's an insane asylum. Yeah, it's not very medical. <laughs> medical. No, it seems to be run uh, by uh, nun, two nuns, um, and yeah, and, 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 and a maybe a Nazi possible doctor, Nazi doctor. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, and so you kind of have. I guess your main, you know, the first person you see is uh, Evan Peters' mm-hmm. character, uh, who, first of all, I thought it was Tom Holland for a second. <laughs> quick, quick second. Uh, very, very Tom Holland lookalike, and he is a uh, in a relationship, I guess, married to a, an African American yep. woman in the '60s, uh, and I, you know, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be. Uh, this is going to be some kind of, you know, commentary or on the 60s. I mean, it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, the boys in town stopped then, by his, his place of business. Yeah, you thought it was going to be like something's going to happen. and But the most insane thing <laughs> the most is aliens abduct them. <laughs> the most insane. The most insane thing. Like you're saying, okay, yeah, okay, race relations and, and interracial marriages in the 60s. This is interesting. This is, you know, we've we've seen this a lot, but hey, it's an an interesting. Co- oh my God, there's this aliens! This is very Fargo season two, where it's like, oh yes. shit, these aliens, and well, they're gonna keep like dripping in every every you three see, or four weeks. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You see them. I mean, you're seeing mm-hmm. the little weird hands and the anal probes, yeah. and you're seeing the little like because you know, at first like, okay, this is in his head, right? And then Nazi doctor James Cromwell. I don't know if he's a Nazi. We're doctor. gonna call him Nazi. I'm just doctor. assuming. <clears throat> Nazi doctor puts a little incision on his neck, and this little freaking matrix thing well, comes out. Came out. And you're like, "Let yeah, this is this is real. It actually happened. Like, there's no, no mystery no. to it, unless there so is." So, in like the whole thing about uh, Sarah Paulson, uh, her character being at the asylum when she shows up is because Kit, uh, the Evan Peters character, is there because he supposedly this this notorious murderer bloody face bloody face so okay that's the thing about this show it's like it does and i guess this is on purpose i think it's on purpose because it has yes because it has yeah it's extremely campy because it has like great ideas great ideas great ideas bloody face bloody face (laughs) what or or like that's or episode three where it's like all this crazy stuff is going on and then we end with we're cutting our legs off yeah just <laughs> like it just okay. takes it to the extreme level at every point yeah, yeah, and then then there's just a guy who comes in 
who's possessed by the devil, and and then we have an exorcism, and it's like and it goes into the whole oh, we need an old priest and a young priest, yep. and he's it's the it's the exact same thing from the uh, exorcist. How about Zachary like, uh, Quinto uh, coming showing up? And being high and mighty about the deteriorating condition of the patients there, mm-hmm. but it takes five seconds to convince him to like be part of an exorcism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we need him in the shots. We need to get there. our money's worth out of out of Spock. You got zombies. We, some zombies. Sort of zombies. Sure. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. The you got devil. The devil. Uh, then you have uh, the nurse who I we both agree looks like Ty yes, Walker. Yes, and nuns <laughs> just in general are creepy. Creepy. Well, yeah, okay, they do a good job of not necessarily doing. I guess they are doing the creepy nun thing with her, but they give you I an think, explanation uh, for it right off top. Yeah, and I I believe uh, the Jessica Lang yep. character of uh, what's her name yeah. Jude, right? Sister Jude. Sister Jude. Uh, they they do a good job of developing her character because she comes off as like okay she's gonna be the main mm-hmm. villain right she's gonna be the bad one, but you you really kind of s- see her backstory and why she is the way mm-hmm. she is, and I think that's uh, that was a that was a good she's choice your, maybe your, because you could um, tragic villain like if you were to have like a, a B or C villain that's your sort of sympathetic figure on right. that side who you don't like. Do not do not agree with anything right. they do, but you kind of get where how they got to where they are now, and yeah, the exactly. I think I think that second episode, uh, obviously it kicks the story into high gear with the, the you know the the devil being cast out of poor Jed and into <laughs> Sister Mary yeah. Eunice, but like as soon as you can start getting the background f- of. Uh, Jessica Lang's character, Sister Jude, it really kicks off the whole thing because then you get the conflict of the way she treats people <laughs> versus how she yeah. feels about herself in that situation that happened all those years ago, and uh, it it just it adds the layer of story that you need to make some of the other stuff like it depends on how you're watching it, I guess, but to make it like watchable, you know what I mean. Sure. Well, again, um, did we talk about this or I talked about this with someone? You can make your story as insane as you want as long as you, your characters are good, relatable, mm-hmm. have depth. They're good characters. Yep. So you can, like with Lost, you can make your story insane as long as your characters are good and as long as you care about the yep. characters. And that. I think that's a, you know, <clears throat> this show did really, really well, obviously, in its first season because they gave him a second season. But they clearly recognized that they needed they needed more investment in the characters and that mm-hmm. was the big switch they made going into this season and it just pays off dividends and then you pick like i mean we can have i can i could talk to you about how i'm not a huge fan of sarah paulson's work um but okay. that i still think she's okay and like for what she's doing in this she's perfect um and they 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 executed it really really well, and then I th- I think mm-hmm. I think the way they laid out these first three episodes isn't is pretty crazy. So these are the episodes I remember. Like okay. these are my most memorable episodes. Everything yeah. that happened in the last three episodes, I was like, oh shit, that happened this so this early, 
this early. Mm. So now I feel like I'm kind of in the dark and now I'm sitting on pins and needles because I can't remember what all happened. <laughs> there is a lot that happens very early, which I think I think it's a good thing because it kind of show tells you what the show is, yeah. right? You know, it's not going to they're not going to surprise you uh, with with anything, uh, I, which is why, like, people, you know, maybe didn't like the aliens in Fargo mm-hmm. because it was so random, <clears throat> which I, I dig that stuff. But but like here, it's telling you, no, this is this is batshit crazy from the start. Uh, I think, you know, th- there's definitely social commentary. There's Ryan Murphy. There's going to be a lot of social commentary in this. Uh I think as the show goes on, I've seen previews of other seasons. It's a little heavy hand, a lot heavy handed Mm -hmm. uh, in the latter seasons, maybe. But with this one, you know, obviously it was takes place in the 1960s. Uh, I I think I read something beforehand how like, you know, psych wards back in the day would house people maybe with like things they considered mental health issues back then, you know, like gay people and people with maybe like uh, other kind like a uh, um you know people who were sex or crazed, just you know like, uh, m- the, mental diseases or, or that men- we didn't yes. totally understand like it would um <clears throat> it would not be out of the uh out of the question if you were to transport yourself today to a mental institution in 1965 sure. and find like a highly functioning uh person with autism you know like it would yeah, be yeah, stuff 100%. like that and it's just because isn't that one floor of the cuckoo's nest? Probably. Like he's not really crazy. Yeah. I, I need to. I haven't watched. I haven't it so seen long. it in years. I feel like we should watch okay, that. Okay, I'm in. I'll watch Definitely. it. Definitely. I just it saw. Uh, it was. Wasn't it just the anniversary of it or something like that? It's on Netflix. I just saw a clip like of yeah. Jack Nicholson accepting his his award for best mm-hmm. actor while on set of uh, Cuckoo's Nest, which was kind of okay. cool because he did it okay. remotely. Yeah. Social social distancing. distancing yes, even in. 1972, three or five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Um, okay. But uh, I think, you know, his stuff, I think Mad Men did a really good job of being subtle with their social commentary mm-hmm. of 1960s. So much so that there was like articles about Mad Men being sexist and racist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that's the point. what we're trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I. Whereas this, it it spells it out a little. Oh yeah, much, I think that this show maybe. is kind of like the antithesis to Mad Men of like, instead of showing everything that was like fighting to keep these social standards in Mad Men, this kind of shows all of the external factors that were breaking down those social uh, standards mm-hmm. at that time. It's and it you know I mean it was on at the same time. It's clearly a commentary on the show a little bit. Or at least a commentary yeah. on that era of time. Either that or we were just really obsessed with the mid-60s at that time. Uh, I think it's definitely a commentary on the yeah, era. For sure. You know. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Sorry. Yeah. Um, It is an interesting era, definitely. So, as far as the, like, mysteries go so far, I suppose uh, we've got, like, uh, Who's Bloody Face? I think it's... Okay. So, it's... I was thinking it was the, uh, the, um, I'm trying to make, get the names of the actual people. Cause it's Evan Peters is the Kit, actor, yeah. right? So his character's I'm name is Kit. It, I'll help you out with the names. I have the names down pretty good. Uh, so at first I thought, okay, uh, he, it's, it's going to be him. He's, it's all like in his mind. He doesn't remember any of this. Like he doesn't remember it. He's, he's psychotic mm-hmm. Kit. That's his name. He doesn't remember anything. 
uh, it's all in his mind. We're going to think he's innocent, but he's not, which I don't believe that anymore. Okay. I don't believe that might be the case, but I don't believe it because we have Sarah Paulson's partner. She just got killed in a similar fashion. You actually see the aliens now. You saw the alien. In the yeah. Third which was, that's the craziest thing Weird. about this show is like any yeah. mystery that you do have, they tend to solve it for you pretty quickly. Yes, they do. They really do. Uh, so I don't think it's him. I'm thinking it's Nazi doctor because he's a freak, but like you saw him get that prostitute for mm-hmm. dinner you know, and but you don't really know what happened. He's got an interesting uh, uh, whole thing going on because, like, in the first episode, yeah. you think his whole character is kind of just a uh, like a commentary on sexual repression, but by the third mm-hmm. episode, he's just he's an insane person, an insane doctor who's yes. a little yes. rapey with a tiny penis. <laughs> uh, very rapey, very I would rapey. say. Like weirdly, very rapey. Uh, and Killy too, very Killy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like it might be him, but that seems like it's a red herring. Uh, though you do see like the monster. I'm, I don't There's know. also so don't know, many potential like big villains that like are you even certain at this point that Bloody Face means anything to like yeah, the overall not. story? Is re- is Bloody Face a red herring? I I bet you that's a red herring. I bet you that's not really important. And that's just, it's so weird because, again, like, there's so many different genres stuck together in this. You have, you know, your slasher with the serial killer. You have, uh, you have zombie. Because, like, I guess James Cromwell is making zombie human mutants in the, in the backyard. See, that's the, the thing when you're working place. with cable TV is budgets aren't as big. So we got to do camera tricks so that we make it look scary, but make it obscure so we're not sure what it is. Uh, yeah, you yeah. will find out eventually what those guys are, though. Oh, is it? Okay, is it? Am I on You're the right You're on the right track. track yeah, no? mutant zombies is, is basically what they are. Okay, mutant zombies. <laughs> we got we got exorcism, like, right out of the exorcist. Yeah. Like, we need an old... I already, already said that, but, you know, we have that. We have... I You know what? I did like the... I do like that, uh... Um... The other, I'm sorry. What, what's her name? Uh, Lily Ray. Lily Ray. Right? The uh, oh, Sister Mary. Sister, Sister Mary, Mary Eunice. Yeah, possessed because she's she's developed as such sort of a just she's just crying all the time and she just she's very uh, just um, what would you call it? She's just you know all, uh, I don't know. She's you know very uh, innocent. Yeah, innocent, but and- like. T- like she's she's your prototypical um prototypical this one's gonna get possessed by the devil yeah <laughs> definitely which is fun to watch her dude, do that it's fun to see this 180 of the owns character the yeah hell out of it, yeah dude. she does she's a lot of fun when she's possessed. she's good it's a lot of fun uh and i uh, i think that's a good choice so yeah possessions you have just everything you can think of man yeah. uh it's it's pretty it's, crazy how do you feel about like is it too much to like handle or is are you able to like no. emer- I think I think as we move on we'll talk a little bit more in detail like as we move on in episodes we'll talk more in detail about the actual episodes but considering this is the first few I think we've hit a lot of the main points of what happened so I kind of want to just get your thoughts Is there more that gets piled on? Uh yeah. <laughs> like every single episode is going to bring new L- I would say is there a shark? Uh, 
Is there like a, a there's shark no Sharknado? Situation. This is pre Sharknado. There's okay. Yeah, uh, it does it does slow down a little bit. Like they stop throwing quite as much at you, but then they they're vampires. I don't think there's any vampires. There's a musical episode in the middle. It's oh, awesome. God. It's right. effing awesome. Okay. Um, every show's got to have a musical every episode. Every single one. Every single one. It's 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 just well, I, part of yeah. the thing. If you get it, if you get to season three or four, you have to have at least had one musical episode. <laughs> Lost never had a musical episode. No. They should have. But they had cool... Sopranos never had a musical they episode. They had cool... No, but they used music heavily. Like they in did. openings they and did. stuff. So I think that counts. Yeah. I think that counts. Okay. What about Sopranos? Sopranos, I'm trying to think. Classic hey! rock. Just That's the Sopranos yeah. soundtrack. Tony's singing in his car. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. All right. Let's see. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the like... Oh, okay. So one of the few few things that did kind of bother me is that they kept in these first three episodes, two of the episodes kind of have the same plot for our three uh, our three prisoners. Yeah, or they're patients. trying to escape, but right. that door seems to have been slammed shut uh, with them getting out, but not quite getting out. Yeah, they get out and. I'm actually now I shouldn't be looking because I'm now looking at plot synopsis and I just saw what the next two are. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder what they're going to do with that. All right. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess a little bit of a, a little bit of retreading. The, and then the, the um, Lana kit, like, yeah, stick that in the mud. Was, I, I guess it's kind of weird. I, I guess it makes sense though, right? Because she came there. All right. So did she come there to investigate yeah. the bloody face? Yes. Right? And also she wasn't there for the, bakery. she was not there for the bakery, but she was there for bloody face slash just, I think the conditions at the hospital, um, yeah. but which are trash. They are. And like, I guess it makes sense within the framework of the character kind of, but she also seems to be a very like, pragmatic person that is thinking to herself okay well this is a notorious murderer the police will eventually catch up to him uh and i don't get out if he doesn't get out it seems so uh -huh. am i willing to continue to take on the punishment that i'm so willing to break out about out from just because this guy might be a killer i don't know uh, I, I, I well, I, I think it's hard for us because we know we know that he's not the killer, right? Or at least like we're led to believe right. that he's not the killer. So we can we know, but she doesn't, and she you know has a a, a wife out there. I don't know if they're married or not, but uh, she has someone out there that she wants mm -hmm. to protect, and so she doesn't want a chance where he goes and kills her. Yeah. Right? And I guess, I don't know, I, I see it more like that. Because, like, it's easy for us to say, yeah, just just go along because we know he's not the killer. Yeah. Or at least we are led to believe. But to her, she doesn't have that information. Yeah, I guess it's choosing uh, choosing between two evils. Do you chance mm -hmm. that this guy's going to murder me or am I going to allow myself to be tortured for the foreseeable future? Right. I'll get murdered over tortured, personally. <laughs> Yeah, easy maybe, yeah, solution. Yeah. Let's get out of here and go from there. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. 
I think the intro of the episode's really good. The the uh, title. Oh intro, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real unsettling, and it's kind of like seven almost a bit with the the weird kind of cuts mm-hmm. and noises and all that. Real the first stuff. episode. So the first episode was nominated and won the Emmy for best sound editing or sound mixing okay. in the mini series. What what else did this? Uh, win? That's the only one. That one they. I mean, they won. So they they cheat. I'm not gonna lie to you. They're cheating because they're in the miniseries category. Uh, I feel like if a show yes. runs for nine season, even if it's like a miniseries type situation, I don't know that you necessarily should be allowed in the miniseries thing. But whatever. Hmm. Um. So uh, the third episode was nominated for single cam editing. Um, and okay. I think Sarah Paulson has won a couple of awards, but I don't know exactly. Does this show get to be LGBT themed TV show of the year? Yeah, so it, there's one, unless there's more. I will say as we go along, now there's very high, uh, high undertones of homosexuality in this season, uh, which whatever, I don't really care. As we move along, it does get progressively more geared towards their audience, which is Ryan Murphy's uh-huh. audience. Yes. Um, I would say Hotel is probably the... Well, like this this season, though, it doesn't seem like Not that. Yet. I mean, there's, there's, there's a storyline. The, the Sarah Paulson storyline. No. Uh, I guess if there's one storyline. It takes until it about... <clears throat> maybe Freak Show before it starts getting... No, I want to say it's after Freak Show. Hotel is the gayest mm-hmm. season that I remember. <laughs> okay. It's Is that the one with yes, Lady Gaga? Yes. And it's actually okay. not bad. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a middle-of-the-road season. But it also wasn't great mm-hmm. either. Is there a space one? There's, we're watching it, bud. That might be the... Oh, I guess <laughs> you're right. There's aliens. Sure. Do they go into space? I don't believe. I don't believe so. I don't remember. I know I, I vaguely remember the alien storyline. It does it does uh it does play a prominent role, but I vaguely remember. I like the weird ass looking aliens too. The like uh Good. the Prometheus version of an alien. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kinda yeah. into that more than like little mm-hmm. green men like Mars attacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, man. It's a lot to take in and it's a lot to uh go through. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean, I, I, I dug it. it. Again, there's definitely like some campy stuff and, and some tropes like the uh, when she's going down the line and the one of the the the, the inmates flings a semen at her. I'm like, OK, yeah, we just we're just going to do the we're going to do the Silence of the Lambs thing. All right. Yeah. And I wasn't totally. So are you talking about when uh Sister Mary Eunice was taking Lana through the yeah yeah, yeah. and I wasn't yeah. so at that point I wasn't totally sure if this was like a, a big trick by Sister Jude to like lure Lana in or not but I don't think so I think mm-hmm. Sister Mary Eunice just happened to be taking care of uh, Doctor Arden's feeding mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Doctor Arden I think I, I want to say Doctor Arden's probably my favorite character of the entire cast. Which is uh, James Cromwell. James Cromwell's yeah. character, and yeah. he's all, both him and Jessica Lange in that third episode were just yeah. acting their nuts off, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good. note about that third episode, named Nor'easter, uh, features a giant storm in the northeast. Obviously, Nor'easter. Um, 
this episode aired two days post Hurricane Sandy. Ooh. And uh, yeah, okay. there was there was some some commentary that maybe we shouldn't have aired the episode, and Ryan Murphy had to make some statements, and he was like, "Look, we wrote this in June." Yeah, but do you remember that now though? That's the thing. I I don't know. Like, yeah. I guess vaguely I remember Hurricane Sandy. That was a long time ago though. That was a long time. That was 2011, yep. man. Yep. Um, okay. really enjoying 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 uh, Zachary Quinto's work as well. Yeah, he's he's, he's good. good. I like him. I like Ling, uh, Cromwell. Like I said, I'm not as big of a fan of uh, Sarah Paulson as a lot of people. Okay, yeah, I guess I've not seen much with her in it, so I really have no opinion yeah. on it. Did you her. watch the uh, OJ thing? No, I didn't. No? Um, no. She's, been in, she's been in a lot of stuff, and she's good. I just don't know that she's as good as like everybody says. You know what I mean? Um, she's... Mm-hmm. We do have a. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just go gonna ahead. say she's great at conveying conveying emotion. Okay. We do have a Sopranos connection and lost. And lost the, the Sopranos connection is more, more flimsy, <laughs> but it's uh, both shows uh, have a preacher who's getting off by a woman's perfect, cooking. Perfect. Yes. Yes. And and lost uh, the the marshal is one of the sheriffs yes. and the uh, the yeah. priest that's getting off uh, from uh, Jessica Lang's cooking. He is uh, he's in Handmaid's Tale. He's the like main dude in that. Ah, uh, yeah. okay, yeah. I've now I've seen him. Yeah, somewhere. he so he didn't have his uh, he didn't have a beard in this, and of course it's ten years ago. And I was like, is that? Is that Frank? Yeah. Is that Frank right there? Mm-hmm. Fred, for what? Fred? Fred? I think is his name. That's a great show too. Not by the way, I I've seen the first, like almost all of the first season. I don't know. It's just one of those I kind of, for whatever reason, didn't finish. But it was good. Yeah. I like it. I, I, um, I'm a big, uh, um, Elizabeth uh, Moss. Elizabeth Moss yeah. fan. I, I stand you know, Elizabeth I Moss. I do too. Give me. Give, I, I think uh, still give me peak Elizabeth Moss. Uh, get him to the Greek. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot she yeah, was in that. She's the girlfriend. Okay. I don't. Also, maybe yeah, peak Jonah right. Hill fatness, right up there. It might be. It might just be. Accepted could give him a run for his money, but accepted. So suck. was uh. Accepted did not suck, sir. Suck. You suck. Uh uh. What's the Moneyball? Also, right up there. For fat, mm-hmm. fattest Jonah Hill. You just gotta, you gotta make fun. There's of no for fat people fat. on this it's show. New, I can't. There's nobody to make new, fun of. I know you can't. You can't. And so you gotta go, go to other people now. You just gotta. That's what you yeah, do. Yeah, I gotta find my fat. You attack and make fun others. Of. Yeah. Love you, Hurley. Here you go. <sighs> All right. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. See yeah. What got else, any loose uh, notes here? I think. I think uh, no, no. the next episode we'll get a little bit more in detail in like uh, the sequencing of the episodes within, but I, I kind of wanted to just kind of lay things out here in this first episode. We said we were going to do a little teaser episode, but we didn't. So that's kind of what we were doing here. Um, yeah. And, and I, I see, I think also that the line, uh, all monsters are human. I think that's going to be the through line of this. Absolutely. I think that's season. the, uh, yeah. I think that's the theme of the show in general is that yeah. generally the worst people are just the humans next to you. Which uh, mm, the zombies aren't the ones. Which uh, you know, Some I monsters. think that's I think that hits home these days, bud. It does hit it's home. It's the monsters Travis. next door. 
So this show is on Netflix. Yes, sir. So that's it's easy to watch. If you want to watch along, we watch the first three episodes. We'll be doing three every yes, week uh, for the next like five weeks. So yeah. cool. It was uh, it, it was interesting. It was cool. There's a lot of cliche stuff, but nothing like too bad. Yeah. It wasn't they're bad. Short, it they're was shortish just, you know, episodes. They're only 44 minutes. They're yeah. Uh, yeah easily consumable. You can kind of you don't necessarily have to pay like you don't have to sit there and watch it like you're combing over Game of Thrones or uh, Sopranos or no, anything. It's... You can just kind of you can just watch this for good old fun entertainment and uh, then listen to our little dumbass podcast afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun time for uh, a spooky month that is October. In the spooky year that right. is 2020. Oh, very spooky year. In 2020 joke to finish off the podcast. Dude, man, 2020. I mean, come on. What's going to happen next? I mean, is the I mean, what could possibly happen? What could go more wrong next? Yeah. Or more right. Or more right, yeah. All right, Travis, we'll be back next week for some more uh, American horror stories. Yeah. Bye. Yep. All right, we'll see you.